0: Hi, I'm Michaela, a psychotherapist. Hi, I'm Savannah, not a psychotherapist. And this is our podcast, Hippie and a Realist. Real life conversations about life and happiness.
1: I think. What did you buy on Amazon? Are you recording? Dude, yeah, I am recording and it's pathetic. I have a problem. It's a razor. Like literally, this is how fucking lazy I am. I don't want to go to the store.
0: So you just Amazon- your. Own. And I
1: knew it would be here in a day, and I could just.
0: There is nothing wrong with that, except that you're just environmentally. <laughs> you're the package, the right? Packaging. That's like other besides that. But then okay. But it's then a what Gillette did you, Venus you Extra save Smooth. In gas?
1: Dude, tons, especially up here. That's the thing. My husband's like, why do you get so many Amazon packages? I'm like, because I don't go to the grocery store. store, Oh, yeah. Walter's going crazy. So this podcast, we're eating snacks. We're going to have to listen to us talk. And we're just doing a happy cast. What's happening. Okay.
0: (laughs) Matt just brought us wine. He's amazing.
1: Can I tell you, this is the best. Have you had these yet? No, I... Okay, is this... Remember when canned, like, boxed any wine was just nasty? They have revolutionized this industry. This is straight up Francis Ford Coppola in a can, yeah. It's summertime. It's
0: it's not summertime, okay? It's not even spring, but the weather's been so nice. (laughs) I don't
1: even care. It's spring in my heart.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Gardening season? Mm Mm-hmm. I got big plans for the garden.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. I I ripped out my garden fencing. No, really? Yeah, it was like, talk about morning can I put some ranch in that container, or are you too unketo to have I it near your vegetables? You can ranch on.
0: <laughs> my mom is, was like a Weight Watchers like, growing up, and so she always, like, I have her little Weight Watchers in the back of my head, and it's like, can you eat it without it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can eat vegetables without sure. ranch, so why would you add the extra calories? It? It's like, I used to think you got to have fish sticks with ketchup. No, you don't.
1: I feel like it makes me happy, and so if dousing my radish in ranch makes me happy... That's like a small thing. No. I don't have many vices in life, though.
0: Yeah, see, but if I did that with food and I added that to my... It would just... That little bit adds up. So you talk about the little path that you push somebody and they go in the opposite direction.
1: Yes. Over time, it pays off. That was episode... Last episode. Episode seven. Mm, What episode are we on? Seven? I
0: know.
1: Um, What were we talking about? We were talking about the fact that this is going to be a happy podcast
0: oh it's our happy podcast we're chilling we're eating vegetables and mm-hmm. drinking wine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i might eat some of this and i'm having sausage. ranch she's having a sausage this is good wine oh my garden fence mm. so if, if you guys know um if anybody's ever been to my house you have been to my house let me just tell you about it um i have a sign that says Our garden may not grow, but our love will. And my (laughs) husband and I definitely started out and um, we didn't live together, but we put in a garden together. That was like our first.
1: I remember that.
0: that. And I'm pretty sure we like broke up a couple times over it.
1: That's that. I made the sign.
0: The sign's been thrown.
1: You know that Matt and I went through that on our first garden? Yeah. Literally, I delivered like Roma tomatoes in a bag to him because I wasn't like staying in the house that night. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> or he or he was out of, he stayed out at his parents' house or something on one of the fights and I brought him Roma tomatoes and like look love, at love look at garden. what is growing from our garden. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. So, Gardens are so analogous to life though. They are. I mean everything about them, if you don't if you've never grown anything, go get a seed. I heard a screaming. It cat. was Randy whistling for Earl. Oh, Because okay. he came down to visit Walter, which is why Walter was barking so crazy. Oh,
0: well, this ranch is good.
1: Oh yeah, That's okay. How- I, I'm, I eating, I sh- I'm now eating the ranch. I straight homemade. Like I'm not a bottle rancher. It, Are I you think like a buttermilk. No, no, no. Hidden Valley Classic, all the way with
0: milk or with water. And you
1: will always see the shaker bottle in my fridge. Holy shit! I just doubled it. Dude, <laughs> so good. Right, right. <laughs> Um, but gardens are super, like, everything about, like, I feel like every, you're missing out if you've never tried to grow something. I don't even care if it's a flower. Like, you know, like, grow something. It is. Uh, yeah. We took the garden fence out. Okay.
0: It was a riggedy raggedy. So when Ben bought the house.
1: It was that chicken fencing, right? Like, the thick wire, like, four by four square. There's the
0: chicken... It was, um, no, it's actually no climb, six, but it's only six feet. We needed up mm. higher. But what we did, because it was only six foot, we added this, like, extra row. Yes. Like, it was yes. so ghetto. Like, ghetto. so ghetto. Ugly. When you pull up in, oh, yeah, when you pull up in my house, that's the first thing you see is this, like. We, would, we
1: should probably slander all of the different cultures just so everyone knows that we're not. Like, it was
0: straight redneck. It was. It was very, <laughs> very redneck. Very Georgetown. Um, but that was our garden and we had it and we, every year we'd say, oh, well, we'll redo the fence next year. Let's just, it worked. It worked. It kept the deer out. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, it was almost like, why would we spend the money? Yes, it's not pleasing to the eye, but we could grow some vegetables in it. So the past two years, we haven't had a garden. We've been just super busy. We're going to let the soil kind of catch back. And so this year we've decided this is the year. We're going to redo the fence. We're also going to extend the garden out by, mm. by some, by some yardage. So we had to take the old stuff down, and of course we had a, a, an argument mid of that.
1: Yeah, ripping out t posts—that's really fun. Yeah, I still have one that a root grew around because we extended our garden this year. Uh, a root grew around a tea post. I cannot get the thing out, and I'm so angry. Like it shakes, it wobbles, and it will not pull. It will not budge. I've asked Matt to try it. He's like, "It's stuck." Oh, it's definitely hard. I've got one that's still left. So just taking out the fence is a big operation.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and then, and then it's like, do you keep the stuff? It's like, no, just start over. Well, you could you can always reuse tee T-post. Right. And you always find so just and they're it.
1: expensive, like five bucks a piece or something.
0: Yeah. That was an argument. Let's start fresh and let's start new.
1: Anyway, garden eventually was out. Because guys are always like, it works why I get a new one. And girls are like, well, we want it to be fresh and nice and new.
0: But he is really smart because I could totally use those T-posts right now because I'm putting grass. I'm reseeding the grass and I want to block off an area. So if I put those T-posts in the ground right now, I can make a little fence to the dogs and nobody else is gonna walk on. Mm. So already,
1: mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a spot
0: for him. Um, there you go, babe. There's your credit.
1: <laughs> Does he listen? I don't think so. Uh, Matt doesn't listen. I don't think he listens.
0: Whatever. But so we're all done. We're going inside. Night's gone over. We look back, and I was like, I'm kind of sad. He's like, I know. Like you, you, you look out in our yard, and it looks a hundred times better already. Mm-hmm. There's no missing. But we just were like, you know, Austin was, when Mm -hmm. Ben and I started dating, Austin was two. She -hmm. was in diapers. Mm -hmm. We used to have her out there barefoot in a diaper (laughs) helping us Mm -hmm. put a garden Mm -hmm. in. And now she's, you know, could. Seven. She's seven. Mm. You know, it, Della doesn't know garden like that. But we look back and we're looking at the one like, Yeah. This is kind of sad. I'm -hmm. a little... Mm -hmm. I'm going to be happy when there's something else out. You had a loss. I had a total (laughs) loss, and it was hard.
1: Um, God, this ranch.
0: Do you buy it at Costco, just like the big ones, or do you just buy them individually?
1: No, I just buy the... the, There's like a whole powdered container that you can get. The whole Mm -hmm. powdered container of Hidden Valley. So not the individual packets. So I can mix and match my own. Like, make how much I want. Katie, my sister-in-law, does that. Oh this yeah, is great. it's the only way to go. I I feel like store bought ranch is just not even the same. Matter of fact, I'm so bad that if I go to a restaurant order a salad and they say, I and they say they have ranch, I say, is it homemade? Like that's a, straight up a question because I don't want your bottled crap you're, from Cisco. You're a
0: ranch snob.
1: I'm a ranch snob. That's
0: okay. we my sister's a blue cheese snob always talk to her about being a
1: blue cheese snob a blue cheese snob yeah she's really picky about her blue cheese you know what though that especially with the aging process and stuff i feel like blue cheese is one of those things
0: it's okay to be a blue cheese
1: snob so i made so i made um 92 carrot cake muffins last night and i didn't get to tell you why
0: and why the hell did you make 92 carrot cakes
1: okay so here is why the carrot cake muffins muffins but there's two amazing things. The 92 baked items. And let me tell you, because we went camping over the weekend, and uh, we were supposed to bring carrots to the corned beef cabbage potluck that we were having last weekend. And so, if you're listening to this podcast, this might be late, but whatever, carrots to the to the potluck for like. 17 people. So I brought three pounds of steamed carrots, right? Well, I brought the carrots. I steamed them in the cab over. And the problem is I decided to go down to the beach and enjoy the sunset and snap a couple BU pics and whatever before dinner. Got to the potluck. Totally forgot my carrots.
0: So you brought like mashed carrots? No,
1: I brought no carrots. Like I showed up with no carrots. Like nothing. And there was carrots there because Barb had brought carrots too. And so... Bottom you line. up
0: to a potluck empty-handed.
1: It's kind of different when you're camping at the kidding. beach and it's like a potluck at a picnic table, and the middle. you know what I mean. Like we were going back and forth. Technically, I didn't show up empty-handed because I I brought the boat.
0: Do we times I showed up empty-handed to your house? <laughs>
1: really,
0: I'm just am just really calling myself. Well, the carrots
1: up. weren't done because I went and screwed around at the beach and then went to bring them and forgot them, and it just long, it didn't work. The carrots were in a huge pot. And they're like, forget it. We've all eaten now. I showed up to the potluck late, too. Not just, like, empty-handed, but also late.
0: Cool. <laughs> so There's a win for Kayla. I was,
1: like, all sorts of just wrong. So, anyway, but my husband was still out on the ocean trying to catch crab for the next night, which was going to mm-hmm. be the crab boil. So, it's not like, you know, I mean, we were out. Everyone was doing stuff. So, bottom line, I come back. I'm like, what am I going to do with three pounds of steamed carrots? I brought them home in a Ziploc bag, and I Googled whether or not you could make a carrot cake. At first, I looked up soup, like carrot soup. yeah. Carrot ginger soup. But I, and I'm a soup meister. Like, soups are my thing. Like, for real. You've had soups at my house. Lobster bisque, wild mushroom. I'm all about soup. But I just didn't really feel like soup. Like, it was feeling springy, and I just didn't want soup. I wanted salad, you know, kind of thing. But carrot ginger is pretty good anyway. So bottom line, I looked up whether I could make carrot cake muffins with steamed carrots. And there's this lady, and she's got this recipe, and it called for um, steamed carrots. So I'm like, crap, this is going to make a boat ton, because she said one cup of carrots. And I'm like, I literally have like eight cups of carrots. So I went to the store, and I'm like, i got to get at least one more muffin tin, because I'm simplest. I don't have extra of anything. Like, matter of fact, that was one of our podcast topic ideas, like declutter. How many spoons do you really need? Do you need two sets of full-on silverware? So I have one muffin tin with 12 muffin slots. And I w- I'm like, this is going to take all night if i got to cook these 12 at a time. So I went to the store, and there's a 24- Trey huh. muff. I didn't even know that existed until today. I'm like, why would anybody ever make 12? At least when you've got young kids and you're taking them to school and soccer's whatever. I was like, this is freaking brilliant.
0: Yeah. 24 is about what you need. Yeah. Anywhere, yeah. I wish they had 30.
1: So 24 I. 24 is great. Yes. It's amazing. So I was able to cook 36 at a time because I had 12 and 24. Mm. So that is why I had 90 some odd carrot cake muffins. I gave them away all over the place. But they were freaking delicious. They were just
0: the carrot. I have got some in my car. I'll eat them when I I eat. like, really terrible today. Minus Mm -hmm. those veggies that we just ate.
1: So, um, but on the travel topic, we love our cab over.
0: Oh, let's talk about food a little bit before we get to travel. Okay. Because we're talking about food. Okay.
1: I'm going to keep eating then.
0: You're going to talk about... You want to talk about keto, and I want to talk about not keto. So, I... I'm eating all... What are these? So, these are some smoked shorty sausages. They're like a beef jerky. Dukes. Dukes. No hormones, no nitrates. Mm. Mmm. It tastes like a dog treat. I'm pretty sure I
1: used to feed those to Jackson. Can I just tell you they really taste like a dog treat? (laughs) Like, I think, like... Those are exceptionally bad. Yeah, I think those remind
0: me of, like, maybe somewhere... And I, I bet this happens. They couldn't get away with selling them as a dog treat. I just pack them for human consumption. What do those taste like? Those bell peppers and radishes. Those are great.
1: Well normally these taste really good. This bag tastes like dog treats. Like they mixed it up at the place. I'm not even kidding you. Literally Jody was in here the other day and I I had a bag of these and we were eating them. We're like, oh my god, these are so good. And I'm like, I'm gonna order another bag on Amazon because I don't go to the store. Oh
0: gosh. So. I, I, I don't knock you. If you find a smarter way to do something or a simpler way to do something, do it. And so. if it works for you, you, do it.
1: So I ordered my Dukes See, on I'm gonna eat Amazon. Dukes. And then these came and I go, Jody, these taste like dog treats. Like, for real. Old. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I got them on Amazon or what. But normally they're very good. They're not moist. And these ones taste like dog food. But they normally don't. And I'm like, I got original flavor last time, so I don't understand what I've done wrong. <clears throat> house. So, but I do do the Keto Crate, which I absolutely, absolutely love the Keto Crate. Oh, I'm like, putting those away often. Yeah, I thought you wanted some more. I'm going to eat them. But I absolutely love the Keto Crate because it comes with all sorts of yummy, like, snacks. I don't have to think about it.
0: Okay, you want to talk Keto?
1: Yeah. I was doing Keto before it was really popular. Which to me sounds like Atkins a little bit. Right. And I actually started with paleo and was very serious about it. But paleo is pretty, paleo is pretty hard because, I mean, if you want to do it right, you're going for bison, not ground beef, stuff like that. And it, it can be a little more challenging, but here's why. Okay. My whole life. So I was scheduled to have a surgery. To tighten my esophageal sphincter so that I would not have heartburn anymore because my grandfather, who we talked about a prior episode, died of esophageal cancer, got Barrett's-like type esophagus. Basically, the stomach lining, your esophagus starts to look like your stomach lining. That's what happens to the cells from so much heartburn, like acid coming up from the stomach.
0: So you're at the bot- at the base of your stomach where it meets your esophagus, it's like a sphincter? Yes, it's like so a... So kind of like your booty, it, mm-hmm. it, it's like a circular, and so mm-hmm. it doesn't close a lot. Let stomach acid mm-hmm. jumps up into your esophagus, and uh, it's acid over years, it, er- it erodes it away.
1: Correct. Yeah. So um, I've been on proton pump inhibitors and things like that in the past, and we should definitely do an episode on Big Pharma, although I know that being in your field is more sensitive um i worked for big pharma so i have some strong opinions about it but
0: we could i, I we can have a guest on this show he's my like you bring my pharmacist buddy
1: let's do it show. let's do that would be awesome you could even just do that one with him and record it that would be good i'll stay he, out of it because i have a strong opinion so um anyway i was scheduled to have the surgery okay laparoscopic surgery tightness sphincter i'm sitting at a game a, a t-ball game. And telling this girl, like, yeah, I just, I've had heartburn my whole life. I could literally have nothing but bread and water and have heartburn. And um, I'm tired of taking medication for it, blah, blah, blah. And she says, well, why don't you cut out the bread? And I'm like, what? Like, I miss pasta, bread, everything, give me all the crust type person. This idea to me was horrific. Like, you you just fell from a planet you need to go back to because that's not going to happen. She goes, no, seriously, I used to have like the worst heartburn ever. And I um, started doing a ketogenic diet is what she called it, a ketogenic diet. And she said, and since then, um, I've had no heartburn. And I'm like, bullshit. I don't believe you. That's not possible. Like, because literally, I've tried it. I've done bread and water and still get heartburn. So I'm like, well, what have I got to lose? Like I'm going to have this major surgery in three, four months. I might as well try this thing. What have I got to lose? I committed to 30 days. And when I started, I did paleo. But committed to 30 days. And um, it's funny because we were on a road trip. And I was like, great time to, like, we were leaving on a road trip, like, right away. I was like, great time to try a new, like, diet. You know what I mean? Like, to cut out everything I know. Like, how am I going to eat a fucking sandwich, like, on the road? I can't even get a sandwich, you know? And um, But I got crafty, and I was like, I can roll up meat with cheese, or I could have this and that. You know, like, I kind of figured it out. And I was surprised, actually, at how many things that there were readily available at the Whole Foods Market and stuff for paleo diet and ketogenic diet. And so we went on this road trip, and I ate spick and span. I mean, straight up, I did not have breads and wheats and those kinds of products. And I was very, very, very limited on my carbs. And not only did I drop a ton of weight, which was awesome, because having thyroid stuff, that's always struggle. <clears throat> but I had no heartburn, none. I did not take a Pepsid, a Zantac, not even a Tums for the whole time. Well, we got back, and it was Easter, and I host Easter every year. So I was doing all the traditional, we were having like croissants and just the whole thing. And I was like, oh, it's Easter, you know, holiday day. I'll just have a cheat day. And I paid for it for three days with like upset tummy, heartburn, everything. And I was like, you know what? I don't care what the rest of the world thinks about this. Like I don't have heartburn anymore. And that to me is worth every bit of it, like every bit of being that person who's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Can you keep the bread off? You know, like every bit of it is worth it for me. So, um, since then keto's gotten really popular. Now there's like the keto crate and it probably existed before, but there's so many keto options. But for me, I tell people when I hear other people struggling with it, I, I recommend it to them, but I'm like, look, if it's not for you, you'll know. For me, uh, it's just hands it works down. For you. There's no, I, I, the, my whole life I said bread and water, and I'd get heartburn. Yeah, it was the bread causing the heartburn. <laughs> I cut out the bread and have no heartburn. I mean, this is like, I don't know what physiologically is happening. Like, I don't know if there's some special kind of acidic reaction to gluten or what is happening. I don't even know, <laughs> right? But what I know is that I don't have to take tums. So, for me, it's hands down. And when I cheat and have pizza, which, by the way, Pyology now has a cauliflower crust. Woo. But when I cheat and have carb, like, specifically you, gluten carbohydrates and those t- kinds of things, I pay for it. Do you I think it's
0: gluten or do you think it's processed of
1: carbohydrates? I think it's all of the above. Refined sugars, all that. All of it. I use honey. You know what I mean? And even that, I'm limited. But I do, like, honey in my tea and stuff. And,
0: so. Um, Would you say it's fair to say the more man touches your food, the worse your body handles
1: it? I think we have hands down fucked up our bodies because of the way that we have made it easier on ourselves to eat shit food. Yes. I agree with you. I completely feel, and I get that meat's not for everybody, like the keto part of that or whatever, but I think that... Um, I've watched a lot of different documentaries like Forks Over Knives and just different ones like that that kind of talk about the migration of the food process and the Industrial Revolution, how agriculture has changed, you know, being able to mass produce has really changed, and that there's no accidents that in these countries where they don't have that, they have far less cases of the medical ailments that we have. I mean, there's got to be something to that.
0: Well, and we've done it in such a short short period of time that I don't think that we're really understanding the real effects of what we're actually doing to ourselves Mm -hmm, Um, because it's we're still only a couple of generations deep into that um so we're not really you know the way you and I eat um and what we grew up on is a little bit different than what our parents grew up on what our grandparents grew on down to what we even feed our kids so
1: my father-in-law said something interesting though because I said look like this is not how we ate that long ago and we have not We just haven't had enough time to evolve. And he said, he actually kind of threw out a devil's advocate and said, humans are the greatest species at evolving. And we have evolved to eat these modern diets. But I don't know that I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that we have, maybe we're making some progress to adaptation, but I don't think it's all there yet. And the other thing is, this is interesting. So I had this lady tell me something today that really blew my mind about vitamin E. She said that for like occipital neuralgia and different types of um, inflammation from allergies and different things that happen in the skull region of the brain, you can double your dose of vitamin E and it's like a natural inflammatory. And she had this weird funky thing happening. And by doing that, she reduced this symptom she was having, right? And And I actually said to her, oh my gosh, when I used to have a wound... My grandma would bust open a vitamin E capsule and rub it on. Like, that's what she did. And so I Googled it and I was like, you know, vitamin E, you know, whatever, benefits, blah, blah, blah. And what's so interesting to me, and this is true for very, for most vitamins that you look up on the internet, they're like, yeah, it can do this, it could do that, it could do this, it could do that. But that is not proven by the FDA. There have been no studies to back that up. The big pharma does not benefit from us using natural naturally occurring things to heal our bodies. They benefit from treating disease. They don't benefit from healing prior to the process happening or from using natural things. And I know that this is probably controversial for you, but...
0: So we talked about Ayurveda in some of our past, our past mm-hmm. podcasts, and talk about um, being medicine today, Western medicine being like fact-based, measurable, um, because that's easy for people to. You can when you put value to things, it's easy to measure them. When when you put a measurement to something against back easy again to put value on it. Mm-hmm. The healthcare industry is. Uh, a profit to bull I don't really want to go too, too deep into this because I also work what I do for a living and what I practice sometimes are a little bit different I work in the healthcare field but I also see the financial side of the healthcare side mm-hmm. of the field mm-hmm. I've worked in private practice I've worked in legit non nonprofit where mm-hmm. nobody is profiting all you're doing is healing people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because there's no co payments and things like that, so my um, view is a little bit different from medical necessity. Also, I've been in the side where you're not going to get sued. There's no mal. There's no such thing as malpractice down to where doctors are purposely doing things not because it's the best for the patient, but because CYA. Right. So my opinion of the health of of how healthcare is throw politics in there um, that. I don't know. How, I don't want to. I don't want to divulge too much because
1: it's my. Well, let me just say this then. I feel like healing ourselves. Right. Well, we'll we'll save that for another thing. But I do feel like um, our whole body wellness does is greatly impacted by what we're putting in our body, and whether that be yeah. alcohol. I mean, we're drinking wine right now, but
0: whatever you put in, it's got to come out. Mm-hmm. You are. You know, I've physically felt. I should believe that. Until I experienced it, Mm -hmm. and then I understood where we are talking last night. I'm gonna talk about my marathon, I hate to talk about it. Where I was at this point of shut down Mm -hmm. physically, Mm -hmm. um, and I had food, I could physically feel my body taking in that natural energy. Have you ever
1: had it when you've been so thirsty and you drink water and you can feel it going all the way down? I mean, I couldn't, I
0: could barely take another step, and then I have this. I had a salty potato and Mm. I had some warm chicken broth, but I can also say that. So let's just talk about my marathon. When I saw you, it's it emotionally charged, charged my body, and I felt that energy. Mm -hmm, That mm -hmm. same thing. So I don't really know if it. Maybe it's not the food or the nutrition. I don't know what it is, but I've seen my body at this like just like ragged Mm -hmm, state, mm -hmm. and then you can add something to it, and it changes. Your state, yeah, you can see yeah. it and and it, it, call it chemistry because that's probably the best way to explain mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But um, even to a, a nutrition on a tr- nutritional chemistry to an emotional chemistry, you can see what you put into your body affects the output mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of your body. Um, but you but have to I be would, in tune with that though you, too. I think we part of the keto, ignore it. So the but the keto thing I know where a lot of it puts your body into the state of ketosis where your the only way you can get there is by completely, it's chemistry, eliminating those right. carbohydrates. Right. So your body gets to this state mm-hmm. where it starts mm-hmm. burning fat from other s- spots. Spots, yeah. That um, you see it in diabetics, too. You know, you mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. a little bit different, but sugar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which, mm-hmm. you take out that sugar or too much sugar and what that does in a reversal the same thing with, with too much of a medication. You can mm-hmm. see where, mm-hmm. you know, um, you give somebody Narcan instantly.
1: What's Narcan? Narcan Sorry.
0: is um, uh, it's used, like, in overdoses for opioids. Oh, gotcha. So you can watch somebody who is basically extremely lucid. They're out of it. Um, you give them Narcan, and within seconds... They just come completely out of that state. Wow! You can watch the chemistry.
1: That's you, pretty freaky. I, if
0: you want to see, there's go to, if you Google some Narcan videos. Pretty crazy to see watch how quickly somebody can come back. Same thing with like drugs like epinephrine, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. are used like mm-hmm. a lot of times in cardiac patients. Sure. To I used to carry the, an epi. Yeah, epi an epipen. It's the, mm-hmm. the same thing. You watch somebody just change little mm-hmm. kids. Happens. They 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 change really really fast. So, the chemistry in your so so from that part of standpoint, you look at healthcare from what your body does uh-huh. and as a as a chemical unit reacting to its environment. Mm-hmm. So it's not to, its environment, to healthcare. We're talking about um, databases and databases of well. This is all I'm saying. Work and, Can the FDA spend
1: a little bit of time? Doing some studies on the effects of vitamin E, vitamin C, hydrogen peroxide, like no, magnesium. Not from it. the, a, and see, that's the part that profiting. pisses me off. And that's what, and so I used to sell drugs and I worked for Big Yo, pharma.
0: Dope dealer. Kelly was a drug dealer.
1: You know, I'm doping that that heart medicine. But straight up I worked for a pharmaceutical company and was disgusted. By what I saw, I was in college, it was a sales job, I was making money while I was going to school, but I was disgusted by what I saw. And it's disappointing to me that there are all these relatively inexpensive natural things, like vitamin E that is sold at Rite Aid for, you know, four bucks for a bottle of 500 of them.
0: And granted, vitamin E is
1: like, I get that it's a part of the whole vitamin E complex, but whatever. Point being... Can we do some research on these things like that ancient medicine used for years? I mean, my grandma well, how, yeah, put vitamin E your, on my wounds. Like, yeah, but
0: your father-in-law saying, you know, we're, we are the best at evolving or adapting. Yeah, yeah. But we are. So we have all of these medications for that reason, right? Because we're supposed to be able to treat and fix and do these.
1: I think that's but- how it started, yes.
0: I think we that's can. how J.R. Watkins
1: started with his antibacterial soap, you know, or whatever.
0: How did we get here? How did we get here? We evolved. We did use those saps.
1: We did use nutrition to heal things.
0: And now we just have a pill for it.
1: I think they realized how much money could be made and that there's a lot more money in treating than proactively preventing.
0: Yeah, I think there is be starting to become a shift though. There is a little bit of a shift, and it's about, um, I think, a little bit of the of the wellness. There is a shift. I think. I'm, I, have, I
1: think it takes us. I think it takes people saying, "No, I am not going to buy that shit stuff you're selling at the store. No, I'm not going to take that pill. I'm going to go do some research and see is, some." Our
0: generation is a little bit more that you and I are not quick to throw a pill. My grandmother, my yeah. great grandmother. Oh, take an aspirin, honey. Take just take an, an aspirin. Take an yeah. aspirin.
1: Although I will say, I will, say, I will vouch for this that like ibuprofen. Effing miracle, God
0: damn right? Damn. Like, okay. <laughs> oh I mean, can I just
1: say, like, when I'm having one of those days where everything's fucking achy and I have a headache that won't quit, I pop three of them little, little time pills, and in 20 minutes I'm like, fuck, now I'm back to like functioning like a Dude, human. I think
0: ibuprofen is.
1: It's a miracle thing. Yeah, it's
0: probably why you have such stomach issues too, though.
1: Well, I don't take them very often. Realistically, Matt would disagree, but I don't. I don't take them very often. I've been
0: taking them. I have them in my desk right
1: now. So, I any so, but, and, and likewise. I mean, if there were there were people that were living back when cholera and freaking what was that one TB tuberculosis and you know how stoked they would have been to have yeah, some freaking TB
0: is like that.
1: It is because people are not immunizing their kids which uh, I think is so. a different topic Immunization,
0: I, I don't see it in minds I think a little bit yes we immunize but not all countries immunize right. so add immigration into that. Right 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 right.
1: Pull Politi- it's Gosh there's a whole we could have a whole <laughs> podcast on the topic of immunizations but um
0: that being said I don't
1: really but but I mean or- I I'm taking my son to a foreign country where there is high risk of certain things this year in November where are you guys and coming? I'm going to keep it secret only because I feel like I feel like
0: you're
1: so easy the podcast going to come get your No, no, <laughs> not at all. Although if I watched enough forensic files, I would. But no, I, I just feel like um, these days, like you'll notice I don't post where I'm at on Instagram. I'll put California. But only because I get so fucking mad when I see all these tourists show up to these places. And granted, like I'm a tourist too, but they have, they're just you know there what? for a the picture Somebody for the gram is- and they're so disrespectful of the land and I just fucking hate that. So I'm trying to be more mindful about... How I'm using my social media and and what I'm, yeah. Good for you. I'm trying to be more mindful about this. So I'm going to keep it secret until I go, and then I'll be mindful about what I share. But so we're going to a foreign country where there are very real health disease-type risks. And we're going to get caught up on our immunizations. Like, we're getting yellow fever. We're going to take our anti-malaria medication. We're going to do these things.
0: Anti-malaria medication equals my first child.
1: What? Yeah. So I took
0: anti-malaria. Oh in cage. the in the military? Yeah, when I was in Afghanistan. And it made
1: your birth control not work. And I conceived a child and her name is Austin and she's seven.
0: Yes, oh, you my know child what? I was need to conceived keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> in Afghanistan. Although um, I'm getting old now, so but I need to keep that in mind.
0: I also was kinda of crappy at taking birth but control. But I don't
1: take birth control, so but I need to just still keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. So um,
0: just FYI,
1: yes. So, but what I will say, though, is that um, I forget completely where we were going before immunizations. Do I'm you remember? the ranch
0: on this dude.
1: Yeah, to make to the make dog die. biscuit taste better. <laughs>
0: like, Do you uh, see the redness in my face? No. Well, I can feel it. It's wine.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel hot in my face, too. But it's hot in here. It's humid. And we're not used to the humidity right much- now.
0: No, it isn't.
1: No, it's humid. It's just because of the weather change. I feel I feel flush as well. But so, okay, but let me just say, let me go back to what we were talking about before immunizations. We were talking about tuberculosis. I just remembered I'm not that old. I don't have that much brain fog. Yay me. But, um, you know, like antibiotics, kind of a big deal. Like, really, like... We should be thankful for certain medical advances. Really, truly, some of them are phenomenal and amazing, and have greatly extended our well-being and our quality of life and our no, length of life. And now, but now we have anti, yeah, we have the anti-bugs or whatever superbugs, <laughs> super and yeah, this is part of our process as humans. Is like, what are we doing? But this is where I'm going back to this whole idea that if you haven't raised a chicken and eaten its eggs, caught a fish, and eaten the fish, or grown a tomato on a little patio pot plant, then you're missing out. You're missing out on the human experience of what it feels like to slightly sustain. And we're not obviously 100% sustaining. I get shit from the grocery store. I do, but I'm mindful. you have the ability, if necessary, to sustain yourself. Straight up, if Armageddon were to happen tomorrow, don't come to our stay where you are. First of all, don't come to the Georgetown Divide because we all have a secret plan to blow the bridges and you're gonna be dead in the river. Literally. Don't come to my house. <laughs> but no, for real. I mean yeah. we we've often talked about the fact that, you know, we have the ability to sustain. We know how to start a fire. We know where to get the stuff to start a fire without anything. We know how to collect eggs to eat. We know how to catch fish. We know how to grow vegetables. Granted, we would need some seeds, but we know where to get those too. You know what I mean? Yeah. We actually have a seed stash, but they don't last very long. So you got to constantly like, we got to figure that out. But bottom line, we are a little bit, um, preparers <laughs> a little bit. So funny. We got These some bug out bags. We've got some, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're but, not crazy, you, I but I think
0: you have to be, um, even if, you no, know, we live in California, so we have the San Andreas Fault line. Mm-hmm. You know, things that are—that's a little, but even more than just the San Andreas Fault line, you have to be prepared. You know, um, wildfires; those are recent th- things that are that are coming in. We live in California. Natural disasters.
1: Matt said something to me that was interesting. He said, "What is your skill?" And I go, "What do you mean?" And he goes, if shit hits the fan, like that accountant ain't going to have a job for a while. Like, what are they going to barter? What is their skill? And you were just talking about the lost arts, like doing a potential lost arts podcast before we started this. And I'm like, well, what's your skill? He's like, I can make bullets. (laughs) Like, I have an entire machine shop and know how to run these things. And even if the power was out, I can still manually machine. Like, I can make shit with my hands out of metal that will be purposeful and useful to rebuild America or the world. What do you got? I'm like, uh, uh, I could entertain maybe. He's like, people ain't gonna want any fucking entertainment. (laughs) What do you got? I'm like, I can do therapy. And he's like, no, they're not going to need fucking therapy. That's going to be hundreds of years later what do you got? I'm like, I don't know what I got. I don't know. I don't know what I got. What am I going to barter? What's my freaking skill? Like you're a nurse, right? No, I'm not a nurse. Whatever. You were air medic freaking trained. Like at the end of the day, you can stop some bleeding and know what to do and have some basic understanding of the human body. People
0: aren't bleeding all the time. So you got to be able to, can you feed yourself? Can you shelter yourself? Can you care for your children? Can you...
1: Yeah, but what am I going to have to barter?
0: What am I going to offer? Yeah, I survive, can babysit your kid while you go no, hunt? Survival is number one. Can you survive on your own? Who cares about bartering and social? You got to throw the social thing out of there. There is no social. You have to be able to sustain by Well,
1: yourself. if everyone leaves us the F alone, I know we'll be fine.
0: You have to prepare and be the mindset that you are alone. And your family circle is your family circle. Can you sustain yourself and your family? yes okay so from there what do what, i offer the world <laughs> it's not even like that and i, I think that's like, that's a really really good like topic to bring up because on, honestly and from my opinion and my belief when you're down to the point where you're just trying to survive there is no social Michaela.
1: yeah if somebody comes on your property i'm killing you
0: why are you on my property
1: can we talk about that for just a second Yes. Can we circle back to weaponry? <clears throat> weaponry. I I'm not even talking about like gun rights oh, or any of that shit. kicking in. I just <laughs> need to say this. When I first moved up to the hill, Matt said, we need to, you need to be comfortable around guns and we need to teach you how to shoot. And I was like, fuck you. Uh, no. And he was like, because I'm strongly against that, you know, kind of a thing. And he says, what if there's an intruder? You know, we have people that are meth addicts that stumble up the driveway. What what if there's an intruder? And we didn't have Tucker at the time. I said, I will fucking run. And I can run fast. And I will hit that highway in two seconds. And I will not stop until I am within safe zone. Then we built a deck. And then we built a fence. (laughs) And then we had a kid. And not necessarily in that order, but bottom line, I was like, Wow, this is straight parkour now. <laughs> like, I'm going to be grabbing the kid, boondocking over the deck, trying to figure out how to flip, backflip over the fence. Like, now we're straight up, I'm in a bit of a pickle dick, right? So, I'm like, give me the gun. <laughs> like, teach me the gun. So, I was terrified at first of handling a gun at all. Like, I didn't want to be near them. I didn't want to look at them. I wanted nothing to do with it. And um, we went to the store and spent quite a bit of time with me just touching them, which sounds really weird. Um, until we found one that I felt very comfortable with, which was a, a revolver because I can see what's happening. Like I can literally see the mechanism with the bullets and it's a very simplistic automatic, you know, nine millimeter blab, blah. all this weird clips and stuff. It's too much for me. It's very complex. Like, especially if there's actually an intruder, like I don't want to be figuring this out. You, you get
0: it. You get it. It clicked to you. Um, you had to experience a gun and and see what it was about for it to change your mind.
1: Yes, and obviously my you had to be in an
0: environment that yeah. made you experience it. Then you had to physically touch the gun and look at it and see and understand. From, I mean, everybody's like, oh yeah, I just shoot them. Yeah, no, yeah, you,
1: not not when they're coming at you, not when they have a weapon, yeah. not when who hey, knows what. On top of that, all sorts hey, of different. You, you just you you're tired. Injured it's two in the morning.
0: Person. oh right right so that so it's, it's yes. power in a hand it's but he's power in but
1: hand. he's a he's a sharp shooter he's very I mean he could be a competitive marksman he's very this is a big part of his world and I remember when I first was dating him I'm like there is a pig head on the wall like it was a big disconnect for us actually he had to name the animals that are on our walls but um we, he ate them. We eat them. So that's different. He doesn't go shooting recklessly, obviously. But it's a big part of his life. And I at some point recognized that with where we live and with our lifestyle, among other things, I'm often hiking in the woods. I'm not going to say alone, but you know, like um, I, I wear an ankle holster now. And so what I, am, what I am very confident about is our son is being raised with a very great respect for them there are not mysterious things to him. He is aware of what they are. He is aware of the dangers. He is aware of the consequences. And I think he has a solid appreciation. He's He's definitely, I think this is actually an important part of things, but for me, I'm not saying Armageddon's going to happen. I'm going to need to know how to shoot, but I do want to know how to defend myself against someone who has a weapon because that's the reality of it. The people who have the weapons are not necessarily getting them legally. They're not necessarily in their right mind. Often they're stolen, you know? And so I want to be able to protect myself against the who knows what's. And I feel like actually No, being comfortable enough with a gun is part of that sustaining lifestyle that if something were to happen to my husband, I could take a rifle and go find something to eat. You know, I could take a BB gun and go get a squirrel if I needed to, to survive a
0: lot of, you know, we live in California. Do you think that that is something I know? I thought I wish we could change that view within our country and where our country stands with, you know, our gun control and our mass uh, mass shootings—they've really taken away from, from people like you and I who look at it from a sustaining life mm-hmm. um, or a survival standpoint. or a survival standpoint.
1: And I and I feel very quali- i want want—I don't—I don't mean to interrupt you. I want you to continue your thought. But also, we target practice probably once a month. We used to target practice weekly, so I was very comfortable. And um, I mean, I'm I, like I'm a two inch spot. You're dead. Like, really, I feel good knowing that. I feel good knowing that, and our guns are locked up. There's nothing like that. But I feel good knowing that I can protect myself. Oh, you don't stand a chance. Bless you. It's
0: sneezing. <clears throat> no. I'm... That was it? Just oh one? my God. That, just ha- that's a that unicorn. Was like a, it was like a
1: half it's sneeze. It's a unicorn. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. That's I, how guns are supposed to be intended. Is yes. Not what I was yes. And, and what's funny is the hippie in me gets it. The hippie in me understands why so many people don't want this. But I was that scared person. I was that non-educated person. That I'm not going to say ignorant because it's not the right word. Naive. Whatever. No, I was ignorant, that person. No, ignorant,
0: I think, is a good word. But in the sense of because to me, ignorant just represents lack of education.
1: So, so two weeks after I got my CCW, which is my concealed carry permit, um, because I took it to that level. Yeah, and you want to be legal about it. I, I just took it to that level. And I was doing therapy at my Diamond Springs office. And I went downstairs. I had dropped off a hard drive that needed to be recovered. It was like I was going to lose all my pictures. I dropped off a hard drive at a computer store in the morning. I went down on my break. And Matt was like, I don't understand why you don't carry it. I don't understand why you don't carry it. And I'm like, because I don't want to deal with it. I'm wearing a freaking skirt. Like, where am I going to conceal the damn thing? Like, I'm not dealing with it. So I was not carrying. I went into the computer store to pick up my hard drive. They had texted me that it was ready and the store was robbed while I was in it. And they stole computers right off the thing at the, at gunpoint, but they had weapons and the cops had to come and they had to interview me and the whole thing. And I'm like, this is exactly it. Like these are not the, you know, I mean, this is the exact example for why I want to be knowledgeable about it and what it could could, could come of it. You know,
0: do you think give you were carrying that day? You would have acted, though.
1: No, I absolutely would not have acted. There was no point in which I felt that myself or any of the people in the store were threatened because they were like, take them, take the take the computers, go. And they ran out with the computers and the cops found them down the road. But I would not have acted. But had it turned ugly, had one of the store associates started arguing and something started happening, I could have had an option. And I didn't. So
0: do you think if you would have had your child with you that day, it would have been different?
1: Oh, I have not even thought about that. I have not even thought about that. Um, I think the mama bear in me would come out. But I also, because having gone through the CCW process, I really understand the life consequence of making that choice, of Mm -hmm. taking potential alive because if I'm shooting I'm not missing right I'm uh, you're dead that's the reality of it I know I'm that good of a shot like I'm not trying to be egotistical I'm just saying I practice enough to know that it wouldn't be a leg shot unless I meant it to be a leg shot even if you're running you know that's awesome
0: that is very awesome
1: so we went from growing a garden (laughs) this is I think honestly to be
0: really honest I think this is what we intended our podcast to be we talked about having our podcast be life conversations, us being real. This is us in our comfortable position just yes. talking.
1: So maybe we should publish this one before the grief and loss one.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably my favorite. Maybe you have
1: a buzz from this. Francis Ford Cope yeah, um, But I'm
0: so t- into a red. I'm a reds lady these days. So good.
1: I do agree with you, though. This is, like, exactly what our goal for this was. And I feel like our first couple episodes, we were trying to figure it out.
0: No, we're still... No, we are still trying to figure it out. I think it's important that we have structure and we have content. Nobody wants to just sit here listen to me and you have a chit-chat. But it's important sometimes for us to sit here and have a chit-chat and be our real selves. Because you can listen to the tone. Listen to our reflection. There is a little bit...
1: It's hard. This is not... Um, we put ourselves out there and you don't know what's coming back or who's listening. That's really challenging. Yeah. But I do think that this platform has such great potential Yeah, for what? I don't know. I'm just getting the message that it needs to be here.
0: By the way, we're not in Michaela's house, which we normally are. We're at the machine shop today. Um, we're at the shop. It's funny, because I'll talk to anybody, because you lose service just around the corner from here, <laughs> yeah. and there's probably like a half mile of road where you yeah. don't get service. And I'll be coming around, and I don't care who I'm talking to. I'm like, I just passed the shop. They're like, well, call me when you get back to town. <laughs> you know,
1: everybody, everybody knows. knows. <laughs> it's, like, it's the shop, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people have joked with us that if Armageddon does happen, they're all coming here. <laughs> we can make a lot of bullets. But no, that's not even... We're not really- <laughs>
0: Um, I think we should probably get this wrapped up. Yeah. It's, it's Tuesday and we have life and reality to go back to. It's been great podcasting with you.
1: I I really want to add too that. If people are liking it, subscribe, we're, we're trying to put them out weekly and it's important on like the podcast land that we have like ratings, subscribe, subscriptions, comments, like that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. And some of the upcoming stuff to look forward to. I know you've got some guests coming on the show.
1: (laughs) So So stay
0: tuned for some guests. Um Do you want to throw the arts out there?
1: Which what's hmm? our
0: solicitation for? Yes, for arts. yeah, yeah.
1: Do that, and we'll put a link in the yeah. thing for email. So
0: what we're looking for is we want to do a podcast on some um, hidden arts, some talents or some skills that through time people have kind of lost, um, but something that you may have held on to. Um I use the example today. You know, I have a friend who knitted a really cool stuffed animal, or she crocheted it um, for Della, and it's a whole stuffed animal. Um, and that takes skill, wow, I mean, that takes yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so, something you know, it could be that, it could be a woodworking that you do, mm-hmm. or a type mm-hmm. of art, or um,
1: yeah, do you have a unique talent, or a gift, or talent? an art that is and it's lost, kind of or maybe maybe lost not.
0: Art if it's yeah. metalwork, you know, something doesn't have to be a craft, but something that you think our society today has really gotten away from, and you really think it's important, and you'd like to pass it yeah. on. Um, we, we want to interview you we want to hear about it we want to get get your word out there because we want to keep people keep going with that we don't want the lost arts to, to die yeah
1: I want to share them too like I want to hear about them myself and just like be able to have that venue for people to hear about them yeah so reach out to us
0: uh, social media, email call, we'll put links
1: in yeah I can't text but don't text
0: me I don't respond
1: <laughs> yeah don't leave you a voicemail either because your voicemail is full Is it really? Always. (laughs) This has been a BU Find Happy podcast.
0: For more inspiration, check out our links. Bye bye.